1: Hello there, Mick Shepherd here on the Adoption Chronicles and today we're joined by uh, a very special guest, Barbara Vernon. She's here to tell us her adoption story. Welcome to the show, Barbara.
2: Oh, thanks, Mick. Thanks for having me and sharing to be able to share my story and hope it helps somebody.
1: Absolutely. No, thank you for coming on. So whereabouts does your story start?
2: Um, back in 19... 19- Oh, well, 1985, I actually found my natural mother after um, most probably about 10 years of actually searching for her. Okay. So, um, I found out I was adopted, I think, when I was about eight or nine. Well, that's the first recollection I have. Okay. And um, so, my adoptive family, I grew up with two older brothers and a younger sister who um, is now deceased and my two older brothers and my sister and I, we were all adopted.
0: Right. Okay. And
2: um, through the same orphanage, we had elderly parents or older parents, I should say. Yep. And, uh, yeah, but I always had a a feeling, a real void in my life and was very different from everybody else that I was in my family. So I always had this longing to know where i belonged and i think um finding out as a young child i really didn't know how to comprehend that yep and um i didn't get support from my adopted parents at all right. so we never talked about adoption or um you know anything like that you know we we all knew we were a bit different yep um but we didn't sort of understand the whole concept of you know what was happening in our family you know sort of um, right. unit but um yeah and I suppose it it um you you always have questions and I'm quite an inquisitive person by nature and I just wanted to know who me was yeah of and,
0: course
2: um so I was quite a rebel as a young child and I look back now and i go yes i know why and (laughs) so um
1: did you have any uh i I guess did you imagine what life would have been like if you hadn't have been adopted or what you know did you have any daydreams as such as a kid
2: oh not not that i remember not that i remember i always just thought life could be better than it was in my adopted family right and um I didn't have any preconceived ideas that oh yes I'd live on a, you know on a shooting star or something. It was yeah. Um, yeah. I'm surely my natural mother's better than what my adoptive mother is. Right. That's sort of how I always thought. Yeah. Okay. And um, yeah. And my parents were separated too when I was quite young, and so I also grew up without a father. Right. So it's sort of um, any father figure, <laughs> really, okay. and. Yeah, so that, that sort of, you know, put things in in sort of toe for the rest of my life until when I met my mum, my natural mum, when I was um, 25. Yep. I'm now quite a lot older. We're nearly hitting our 40-year anniversary. Oh. So, um, well, congratulations when that when that turns around. Thank you. It's so exciting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh once I met her, and I was able to settle with the struggles I was having and start to put my life in the jigsaws little pieces together a little mm-hmm, bit more mm-hmm. and started to understand who Barbara was um didn't like who Barbara was, so I wanted to delve more and um yeah it's it's um from there it's just been oh it's it's been. Up and down with both families, but um, three years after I met my mum, I actually met my biological father as well. Right. And um, he just disowned me right from the day he met me. And, um, yeah, that's been an ongoing thing. I I talk to him now maybe a couple of times a
0: year,
2: three times a year, if I'm, you know, but I don't hold much regard for him for what he did to my mum right so um yeah so that's it in a nutshell <laughs> right
1: well I guess there there's a few things to unpack there um mm. are you able to tell or did you find out the story of of how it was that you were adopted and and did you find out uh well I guess you've found out what your biological father did to your mother are you able to talk about about those circumstances
2: yeah um yes i am um it was a just a pretty much a one night stand with my mum yeah and um she was away working from her hometown she grew up in a in a western in western victoria in a hometown and very small town so she was away working and she had a fling with my dad and uh, which was older than me and um where that happened was actually in the back seat of a car, so there was right. nothing romantic about it, nothing nothing nice. Yeah, right. Um, and um, anyway, he tried to make my mother abort me, mm-hmm. and um, when she wouldn't, he just totally disowned her. Right. And, yeah, wouldn't support her. So she was kicked out of her family, and nobody wanted to... Help her. There was no parent benefit or anything like that back in those days. She yep. couldn't work very much, um, so she was sent to a unmarried mother's. Um, what do you call it? You know, like a hostel place. type thing. Yeah, a hostel, yep. and which was absolutely horrible. Yep. And um, yeah, she just has terrible memories of that. And then um, she went to. Oh, I don't know if I can actually name places, but. Um, a place in Carlton, which is still there today, but not used as an orphanage. Right. Um, that was at the hostel she went to, and she had me there, and then she was basically thrown back out on the streets. Wow. With no, no house, no nothing, nothing, no money, no anything. Um, and she was very sick after she had me mm-hmm. and um, ended back up in hospital. And, um, yeah, so consequently when she got better or, you know, felt that she could actually move on with her life, um, she did and ended up marrying and having another five children after me in very quick succession. And, um, yeah, it's um, but her story's really sad. Yeah. Really sad. So I guess Um,
1: just going back a little bit there um – when, after she had you, and mm. so she was um, told to leave, obviously, her family, she, they didn't take her back after she gave you up for adoption? No. So that no. was it?
2: Yeah, they didn't. Um, she had quite a long time before she had any contact with her family. Right. Um, yeah, so in some of, I think it was her sister knew about me. Yeah. And um, I think very early on in her pregnancy, um, they let her – my mum stayed with them for a little while until she started to show, I think, and then she was, you know, just shoved out and said, you know, do what you have to do. Wow. So, yeah, which I think was very commonplace back in the 60s. I was
1: I was going to so, say I'm glad things have moved on since then.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's um, – it it was really traumatic for her and um she can't she um can't remember even signing the papers to relinquish me she um has often said that uh, she said i i saw your brown hair and that was it i didn't know if you were a boy or a girl wow Um, they took you away and that was it and she was you know sort of isolated from everybody and and in the hospital I was born, which was a women's hospital mm-hmm. here in Victoria, they um, they had a ward, apparently. I don't know much. I've never really looked into it.
0: But mm-hmm.
2: a ward for, like, unmarried mothers um, whose babies were going to be taken away. So I've struggled all my time since I met my mum and... Um, I've, you know, I I class myself, and I know there'll be lots of listeners that would feel this way too. I class myself as one of the stolen generation because that's yep. what we were. We were stolen. Yep. Um, and that's a really deep thing to to have to deal. With.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it, yeah. um, it does go back to the the apologies, but well, not back to, but um, I think it was. Julia Gillard that gave an apology speech on yes. behalf of the adopted or that uh, stolen generation. Uh, yes. Forced adoption, yep. I think they called it. They um, call it, yes. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, it was, yes, pretty horrible. There's some horrible stories and, mm. yeah, what they did to the, the mums and all that sort of stuff. It's it's pretty, pretty horrible. Yeah. But anyway, I'm here to, you know, hopefully... Um, you know help if I can yeah so, absolutely
1: yeah, and so let's start then by um going back to the point where you started to so you looked for your birth mum is that how that started
2: yeah I started off with um because back then you had ads in newspapers right. <laughs> there was no social media or yeah. anything yeah um, and you know there was newsletters and that I I put my name down in – and I don't even know how I came across these places because nothing really ever made sense to me. Right. Um, But I did it all in secrecy because um, I was just absolutely petrified of what my adopted mum would do or say. Yep. Um, And my dad not being on the scene, it didn't really matter. But anyway, I put my name down with Jigsaw, um, with the mission of St. John's and St. James. Um, I tried to contact – the orphanage that I knew that I came from. Uh, and just, it, it was just brick wall after brick wall after brick wall. Right. And it really depletes you. And um, when you've already got a void in you and you want to know your identity and you want to, you, you feel like you, you want to be, you want to become whole and you've, you've had this wall in front of you all your life and you're still getting this wall and people wouldn't hand over information and the name that my adopted mother told me that I was given at birth which I think she might have just pulled out of a hat um okay Was nothing so I was searching under that name and it was nothing of the name that I was actually given when I found my mum yeah right and um I, I can't remember the sequence of events but um it was somehow i had gotten hold of being able to get my birth certificate right and um i can't even remember what year that was it's um and well it was it was fantastic sorry i'm gonna get a bit teary yeah um
1: that's a big moment
2: because I was not Barbara. I was another name, right? And I saw my mum's name for the first time,
1: right? Yes.
2: And I don't know. It just meant. Oh, my whole world changed. It it just changed. Yeah. Um. And in those minutes, you have elation, you have fear, you have. Um, oh, your emotions run wild, and. Yep. You just think, you know, there was a time there when I when I got that that birth certificate, I thought, oh, I can leave this family, I can have my family, my natural family, blah, 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 all the rest of it. Yep. But it just doesn't work like that. No. And um so and and having doing this all by myself and nobody to talk to, it mm-hmm. just it really took its toll on my mental health. Okay, imagine. And and Eventually, I sort of dealt with it, and um, I'd left home by I'd left my adopted home by then, yep. and I was out by myself. So, how old was, about um,
1: were you? Middle teens, I late six, teens, sixteen. I was
2: sixteen when I left right. home. Yeah, I had a um, an abusive brother yep. and my oldest my oldest sibling, and um, yeah, that was one reason why I had to leave home. But I couldn't live in the house i was brought up with because of the um i don't know it was like there was a lie being lived yeah and um nothing was ever transparent there was always the the oh the games the mental games being played and i just couldn't stay there any longer so um i left and uh yeah so then i just when i found when i got my mum's certificate it was i remember holding on to it um i took it everywhere it was just i wore it in bra because i knew that her name was on there right. um you know i i put it in my purse i took it to work with me um i was a chef so i'd wear it under my collar and in my in my pocket and my pants it was just like i wanted to be close to her i yep. had no idea what what was going to be lay ahead of me but I just wanted to be close to her just I knew her name
0: yep
2: so um yeah and there it was just searching 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 and um,
1: and things were a little bit different when you were searching back then
2: it was really hard because as I said there was no social media there, mm. everything closed and because I was born in the 60s you know um there was this stigma um that i'm you know you're li- illegitimate
0: mm-hmm.
2: and regardless i'm a person you know yeah, I'm a yeah. person, I'm an illegitimate child um but people didn't see it like that and um yeah th- so it was everything done was done by snail mail and yep. um yeah, it's it would it would have been a lot easier these days, I can tell you. Yeah. But um, it was just the way I had. So all up, I think I had about eight years where I searched for mum. Right. And... Um,
1: well, I think to put it into perspective as well, just for the um, younger uh, audience out there, yeah. if I send an email, I can virtually sit there and wait for a reply now. But if I yeah. write a letter... It goes in the mail and it might not get there for a week and then when you receive a letter, you read it and you have time to decide what to do and formulate your response and you might might wake, wait a week and you could expect within all reasonable course of action that months will go between each correspondence.
2: And that's exactly what did happen. Yeah. Yeah. And it's um they don't realize yeah (laughs) yeah snail mail wasn't the best thing lovely but it wasn't the best thing Mm. and you know it's um yeah and searching going to appointments physically going to appointments at you know like at jigsaw and the mission and all that sort of stuff and yeah sitting there in front of people that weren't adopted they were social workers um (sighs) yeah and being told well we haven't got anything or you can't do this because the law says that or um you know there was always a reason why i couldn't find my mum i knew her name they gave me that little bit of snippet but they wouldn't give me anything else right so it was that for years it just frustrated the hell out of me you know and um yeah but it changed (laughs) When I found her, and that was after. um, I don't know, I think I can't remember the laws in Victoria changed that Mm -hmm. you could get your birth certificate. You could get, you were, you had, um, you had some way of finding out, you know, your birth details. So,
1: yeah, I think they opened the records or something.
2: Yeah, it was something to do with records. I can't remember the timing or the dates or Mm. anything, but. I remember I had to apply through I think it was through jigsaw or something like that. And I yep. remember the day I got it, I got my I got my natural birth certificate and I got my adopted birth certificate. And across my birth certificate my natural birth certificate, there was this great big red sticker that just said adopted. Wow. And I I still look at it. And I just sort of say, look at it and go, how dare they just take my identity away as a baby and think that I'm just something to throw away. And other adopted people would um, identify with that yeah. that sort of rejection, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: And I think that's a common threat.
2: Yes, I think it is too. And yep. that. Rejection just followed me around everywhere I went for years. And um, yeah, until I found her, and then it was quite the different story.
1: So, so. Ha- how t- tell us the steps and what led up to the point where you, you found her? How did all that okay. unfold?
2: Um, I'm a bit blurry on this and I know I shouldn't be because it was the most important time in my life, but I had somehow worked at where she had lived and I had somehow um, got a phone number of my uncle, um, so her brother. And um, so I I think that all happened through Jigsaw. Okay. I, I can't say for sure, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, I remember ringing him or he rang me and we spoke and I had to ask him if he knew about me and he did and he actually <coughs> rang my mum and said, um, Barbara's found you. Do you want to talk to her? And this is over a course of I think 24 hours.
0: Yep.
2: And I... Um, so she ended. Oh, yeah! And he rang me back, and I rang my mum, and we spent uh, my first contact with her. We spent, I think, about four hours on the phone. Yeah, right. And um, just crying. Yep. And I remember her her saying sorry. Just over and over and over and over again. Yeah, and I've never, for once, held it against her for what happened. Yeah. Um, and anyway, it was about that was the week before Mother's Day, nineteen eighty-five, and she lived in Western Victoria, and I, not a good, I'm not a, or wasn't back then, wasn't a very confident person about driving.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Um. But I had, we hadn't made plans to meet, but she didn't know, but I'd made plans with my stepfather, so her husband. Right. To go down and actually meet her on Mother's Day. Wow. And so um, my adopted family was all together for Mother's Day celebrations with my adopted family and my sister and all the rest of us. Yep, And I ended up leaving halfway during the day to drive down to a little place called cobden Mm -hmm. oh no meredith meredith it was back then and um i rocked up on her doorstep and just said hello wow and that was how we met
0: on mother's day
2: and on mother's day
1: 1985. wow and how was that
2: um it was the most incredible day of my life yeah um it was the day i became a whole person yeah and then it was just a matter of filling in the black yeah and, and um so you know it's um since then that's what it's been, and um, I count myself extremely fortunate because I have her in my life, and I have had her for so long. Yeah. And um, you know, but you asked a question before about our different lives. You know, being adopted and being brought up yep. with them. Um, there's many time that my mum and I talk, and she says to me, I'm glad that you weren't with me when you were growing up. Their life was very different from what I grew up in. Right. And, you know, full of poverty and all the rest of it. And mm-hmm. it was a lot of a very, very different. And um, that, yeah, it, I've often sort of thought how I would have been as a person if I had grown up with mm-hmm. her.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and um, with my I had five siblings under me um, mm-hmm. and how I would have been with them but um, yeah over the years I've got to know them all very well mm-hmm. and love them all dearly and they've accepted and, you obviously oh there was not even a question yeah, not cool. even a question I've it was open arms right from day one nice and it was like, oh, I've got a big sister! Yay, that's great! Come on, let's go and kick the footy. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's what it was. And literally, except it was a tennis racket, I think. Yeah, play tennis. Yep. Um, and then that was a Mother's Day, and then that Christmas, um, just before Christmas, my mother had um, organised a huge family barbecue with all my cousins and my nieces and my nephews and. Aunties and uncles, and they all came down to meet me. This big um, do that we had, which was just wonderful. So I had this huge family. Nice. Which was overwhelming again. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it's and and life's been pretty normal with her. Yeah. She's she's um, yeah, she's a beautiful person. I love her. Dearly, and I'm very lucky. And, um, her, we have a few little, um, sort of things in our life, synchronicities, I suppose, that happen. Both my mothers share similar, um, my adopted mother's birthday was the day before my natural mother's birthday, which is a week before my birthday. Okay. And, um, they both came from, um, the same town that they that my natural mum's in now, yep. and um, there's there's just lots of little things that happen that I've I've seen their their lives overlap. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that sort of warms my heart when I talk about that with them. So, yeah, because um,
1: mm. that kind of goes into the nurture versus nature discussion um, of it what does. formulates a person whether yes. it's your environment or your your genes. Um, so do you look like your brothers and sisters? or?
2: Oh, God, yes. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. My sister and I, are, we physically we're a bit different yeah. to look at in our faces. We're very, very much alike and we're right. very much like mum. And there's only the three... Awesome sister, mum and I. And then um, my brothers are all like their father and um, who was my stepdad and sort of his side of the family Mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. My boys, my children are very much like I see my natural father side of the family, one of them anyway. Um, And yeah but yeah we do look alike <laughs> and yeah, we're very cool. similar we're all, all our natures are really similar and um we're all creative and we all have very you know you know we're three peas in a pod
1: yeah right well, that'd be cool
2: a lovely way to be
1: yeah
2: so um we've all just celebrated our birthdays this month and um so february is a really big month for me happy birthday pretty oh thank you <laughs> um a very special time for um my heavenly mum and my natural mum and my yep. sister, because we're all So yeah yeah so um it's great so i and and i know i class myself as one of the lucky ones yeah um, my f- brothers and sisters that i grew up with they haven't been as lucky. Yep. And um, for lots of different reasons, you know, my sister committed suicide, oh, and part of that shame. was um, because of her adoption. Right. And her, she had, I had walked a journey with her, and uh, her mother didn't didn't want to see her, didn't want to have anything to do with her. Right. Um, which was very sad, and. Yeah. Um, Yeah, my two brothers, well, they both had their journeys with deceased parents and um, one really not wanting to know, he couldn't deal with it. and Yeah, so everybody had their own journey, but um, it wasn't talked about. Right. It was only all learnt later in life that that's the journeys that we all went on. Yeah. So...
1: So have you got any plans for Mother's Day coming up? Or is that a surprise? Uh,
2: well, I do actually. And um, I'm actually in the throes of having my adoption reversed. Oh. So um, uh, I'm just about ready to start putting the paperwork in, because um, which is not everybody's cup of tea yep. and so People would most probably wonder why I wanted to do that, but um, I'm estranged from my brothers, and yep. I don't have any. I don't have any connection with the families that I grew up with. Yep, and um, I have connections with my natural family, and I class them as all my natural brothers and sisters because that's what they are to me. Yep, and. Um, before my mother gets too old and doesn't know any different yeah. um, or can't sort of, you know, because she's getting on in days. Yep. Um, I want to be named. I want to do it so right. I'm back as her daughter as I was the day I was born.
1: Right. So does what does all that mean? So does that mean your name will change or...?
2: Yep. Okay. Um,
1: yep. Your surname or you have both, both? No. Your...
2: Um, I have plans on... Um, Keeping my name as Barbara because that's how I've been named all my yeah. life. But putting my birth names in my name. Okay. So, and then changing my um, my surname. Right. And putting it to the name I was given on my birth certificate. Right.
1: So,
0: Is that a
2: hard
1: um, process? Have you uh, f-
2: it's a court process. <laughs> it's yeah. not cheap. No. Um, and it can... You know, um, it, it can be a bit lengthy, but yep. it's doable. And um, I have been had the help of a lovely lady through the adoption um, site on Facebook. A lovely lady there helped me, yep. um, or sort of guided me through. I think she's done it for a few people. Mm-hmm. But um, for all my life, I wanted to do it. I didn't want to be who I was. Yeah. I wanted to be where I felt that I fitted in and where I started. Right. And um, this is where it's gonna this is where it'll be. Right. You know, it's not everybody's understanding or their cup of tea and um, but it's I think it's like anything with adoption, it's a very personal journey. Oh,
1: absolutely. And I think mm. the really the only thing that we've all got in common is adoption. How we feel about it individually is different. All of our stories are unique and there's Mm. so many different people out there with different attitudes towards their personal adoption story that I'm strongly of the opinion that nobody's right or wrong. Mm. We all just do what we need to do to get through. And Mm. that's something that you need to do and all power to you.
2: Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's taken a bit of time to sort of think about it. And, yeah. And um, I think it, it's too it, – it goes back to living that life how I want to do it and not having to own up to anybody else. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, I know who I am.
0: Yeah. Now I do. Yeah. You
2: know, it. I, I know who I am and – I'm not who I grew up as yeah. In, in in name and in my thoughts. And because I've been able to spread my wings, I've been able to deal with what I've been given in life. And yep. um, so that gives me even more strength to go back to my beginnings with my mum at that moment of birth that when I was hers. Yeah. Before I was taken. Mm. Yeah so my mother's day present for her will be i won't have it done by then it won't have gone to court by then yep um but to be able to have um sort of a piece of paper or a card or something yeah um you could to- even
1: uh, play her this episode on that day
2: well, I most probably will, and <laughs> I most probably will, and she'll cry. She cries about everything, and um, she holds terrible guilt, and she doesn't need to. No. And I tell her that all the time. Yep. But um, yeah. no mother should yeah. ever hold guilt. No,
1: that's right. And, you know, all the different things that happen in our lives, um, yes. they – add up to make us who we are and sometimes things are hard to overcome but that makes us stronger people um it does and the journey is the journey and you know i don't think that uh holding on to what happened in the past is helpful for the future
2: no it's very hard to move on sometimes though I yeah think, um that depends i think you know, like, rejection is one of those things, like, when you're adopted, you're stolen, or you're taken, whatever the case yeah. may be. Yeah, You know, you're rejected, and it doesn't matter how you deal with that. Yeah. You're still rejected from something.
0: Yeah.
2: And someone. And um, it, that's, it depends on how you look at that and how you deal with that, and we all do that very differently. I Absolutely. didn't deal with it at all. Yeah. And, you know, stuffed my life up completely in so many different ways. Yeah. Um, but that was my journey, and yeah. you know, everybody else is different. But um, accepting. You know, it's, oh, look, there's a whole barrage of words that you could use. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's. I, I I I'm I'm a firm believer. I'm very passionate about adoption.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and I believe that it should should be something that people should, could and can and should talk about very openly and honestly and I think communication helps.
1: Yeah, I and completely agree. And I don't say that just because I am I do a, an adoption podcast. Um, even with that and all of my friends are aware of my podcast but yeah. even then I sometimes not as open with it with them in real life as i should be um yes because there is you know you still see it in society in on television shows where there's a black sheep in a family and they say jokingly oh you must be adopted as an insult and you kind of go well, <laughs> god that's... how
2: many times i was told that <laughs> yeah
1: absolutely and you know it's it's a societal joke but it's not cool it's
2: It's hurtful.
1: Absolutely,
2: it's really hurtful because it's quite a few of my friends are adopted, you know, and um, we've all dealt with our stories very, very differently. Yeah, and um, it's—I haven't told them about this podcast, but I will because I, for a couple of them anyway, that it would help them to listen to other people.
1: Absolutely, and I, I didn't really appreciate the power of what people's stories have on the people who are listening. You know, mm. it, it, each and every guest that comes on that has told me their story has an effect on me, it has an effect on you as well. But more importantly, the people that want to listen to our stories can help themselves, even if it's getting a little bit of clarity with their own mm. story. Um Yes, it's it's a big big world out there, and the more we can help, the the better, I think.
2: It, it's taking the stigma of yeah. what adoption is. Yeah, I think it's um it's been adoption, unfortunately, has been given such a bad rep rep, mm. you know, mm. for so long, and um, for so many different reasons. And I, you know, I'm I'm very much I'll be. First to put my hand up and say, oh, look, I'll talk about it and, yeah, you know, I'll listen because I just, I know through what I've gone through how much, if I had have had people listen to me, it might have been different.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: And I'm not a monster with three heads and yeah. I'm just a human being yep. that has got emotions and just wanted to fit in and that's our human right is just to fit in
1: yeah and and the it's yeah. been proven time and time again the worst punishment you can do to a human is isolate them
2: oh absolutely and that and that's what adoption is is isolation yeah. for so much you know mentally physically emotionally and um yeah, and dealing with it has not been for every one of us it's it's not an easy journey no you know absolutely oh so i i thank my lucky stars that i have a good story yeah it's been um you know my father's side of the is another story completely and totally different mm-hmm. um but my mum who's the one that i love and um My family there, which are my family, my brothers and sisters. I feel extremely fortunate, and I don't ever take it for Um, granted—not for one second. Because, you know, I most probably wouldn't be here on this earth if I'd never found her. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, yeah. She's a she's a great old stick.
1: Absolutely, and um, (laughs) yeah, and well, on that note, I hope. You and your mum have an awesome Mother's Day because I'm oh I'm we gonna will. guess that this is gonna get an airing on Mother's Day. so happy Mother's Day.
2: Oh wonderful I'll tell mum to listen to it yep. she'll be she'll be stoked.
1: yeah, absolutely. She'll um, be
2: stoked.
1: So yeah thank you and So am I yeah and
2: thank you for um, letting me share no. just some of you know. Oh, can I can I just say Absolutely. to any newbies yep. that are or anybody really, what helped me along my journey, and I haven't been very good with it, but I journaled, and I did a lot of writing, and um, I think that that helped me in my darkest times uh-huh. to try and understand where I was going and where. Was coming from, yeah. Um, and if they don't, especially if it's in secrecy, you're trying to do this, and mm-hmm. you know you haven't got support systems around you. You know, journaling's really handy, really good. So that's that's just my little tip.
1: Right, thank you. I was you beat me to a punch there a bit because I was going to say um, if you had any advice for somebody, what would you what would you give? Um, I think that's some pretty good advice there. Um, and talk. Yeah. Just
2: talk, find support, you know, just somebody that will actually sit down and listen. Yeah. Um, they don't need to understand, but I think if we can just verbalise the way we feel. Yep. Um, that can be really helpful. Yep. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. So I hope I haven't scared off anybody or, you know, so. made anybody no. feel awful but um i respect everybody's journey and wish them love and just hope that they can sort out wherever they are
1: absolutely uh, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with us barbara it's been
2: oh yeah you're welcome
1: wonderful chatting with you
2: yes thank you for having me and um yeah i look forward to listening to lots and lots of podcasts now absolutely. now i know where to go yep
1: there's um <laughs> Yeah, I think um, yeah, I think this will be episode thirty-two or thirty-three. I haven't decided yet, so okay. um, we're getting up there.
2: Make it thirty-three. They're good numbers.
1: Okay, I do like thirty-three. <laughs> thirty-three is a good yeah. number.
2: Three is <laughs> my number.
1: There we go. It's official. This is episode thirty-three.
2: <laughs> oh, wonderful! <laughs> no worries. Look, thank you so much. No, thank, thank you. you, Barbara. Cheers. And love to everybody else thank you all right thank you all right bye bye
1: that was Barbara Vernon with her adoption story and I think you will uh, agree with me that that was uh, a, a wonderful story and we wish Barbara and her mother a wonderful Mother's Day and until next time it's bye from me